Welcome to The Creator State, where we share stories of social innovation and entrepreneurship for movers, shakers, creators, and changemakers. Each episode will celebrate success and failure, ingenuity, and the endless pursuit of knowledge. From education to implementation, join us as we explore everything in between. The Creator State. After learning her 10-year-old sister was being bullied at school for her dark skin, UCR alumna Taylor Pollard tweeted a photo of her younger sister with the hashtag, flexing in my complexion. The photo and phrase went viral, with positive messages flooding in from around the world, including support from celebrities Alicia Keys, Lena Waithe, and Lupita Nyong'o. And just like that, a business was born launching with a t-shirt line made in their garage that sold out in 10 minutes. Under the leadership of Taylor and her sister Kiris Rogers, Flexin in My Complexion has evolved from t-shirts emblazoned with the phrase once used by their grandmother to encourage their confidence into a nonprofit aimed at empowering youth against bullying. Taylor now splits time between managing business operations and her younger sister's exploding fashion career as a model and designer the youngest to ever show during Fashion Week, as well as her speaking engagements, media appearances, and partnerships with LeBron James and Nike. Join us for a conversation with Taylor Pollard about using social media savvy to launch a business and a movement, and learn how a major change at UCR aligned perfectly to prepare her for the future she couldn't even imagine. I'm your host, Kirby Hines. Welcome to The Creator State. So welcome to The Creator State. My name is Rekirby Hines, and today I am having a conversation with Taylor Pollard. Hi, how are uh, you hi, doing? Hi, Taylor. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? You are a UCR alum. Yes, I graduated in 2016. And what was your major, and what was your area of focus? Funny story. So when I started UCR, I actually was a business major, but they ended up not working out. The first year of school, I feel like it was just hard for me, like, adjusting to being on my own. And so um, I ended up being released from the program, but I um, ended up studying photography, but that actually was like a blessing in disguise because with the social media platform that I've built now, um, you know, social media is all about visual and everything. So with photography, um, I feel like without majoring as a photography major, I wouldn't be where I am now. So I think it was a blessing in disguise I ended up studying art. Well, it wasn't a very good disguise because, <laughs> I mean, what what you are doing now came, from my understanding, directly from photography or taking a photo. So, so let's talk a little bit about flexing in my complexion mm-hmm. and how this photograph that you took played a role in the development of this company. Flex is my complexion. We originally started it because my sister, she was being bullied in school uh, for her having dark skin complexion. The thing is, in the media, I feel like sometimes you don't always see people of darker complexion represented represented in a positive light. And so with photography, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's take some pictures. Like, you don't see these images in the media. Well, like, let's just take it ourselves. And um, when I posted the picture on Twitter, it actually went viral. It got, like, over, like, 300,000 likes and, like, 500,000 retweets. It was super crazy. Um, And so that's really when Flexing My Complexion began as a business. You you mentioned photography, but you also mentioned Mm -hmm. business as well. Um, So clearly it seems like these things played a role in how the company evolved and and where you went with it. 
Definitely. With social media, I feel like having business sense and also um, being creative really goes hand in hand. So, like, with studying photography and I study painting and digital art here at UCR, um, me studying that, like, it gave me a different outlook of what I post and how I post. Um, because really with building a business, especially on social media, I think it's important to know, like, who your audience is and, like, what type of content they want to see. And with understanding that, that's how you really can start to make money, you know, from social media and people start doing paid promotions and stuff like that. That is so, that's really great. Um, Thing is, for us, like, it never was really about the money. Like, you know, that just yeah. kind of came. But I think also with Karis's platform and with the Flex in My Complexion Foundation that we're doing, we're just kind of teaching people, like, you know, when you're really passionate about something, um... And when you really, like, focus on your goals, like, you know, the money will come. Like, you know, and I feel like I learned that, too, like, post-graduating because my mom was like, oh, um, well, you should apply for a job to be a clerk at L.A. County. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I'm super creative. Like, you know, that's no shades, people that are clerks, which, right. you know, it's a great job. But, you know, I just knew I was way too creative to be doing something like that. So it's just like when you have, like, like you know in your heart what you want to do. Yeah. It's yeah. just about create those goals, set goals for yourself, and really, like, zone in and go for it, you know, so you can be happy. Because I think, you know, happiness is everything. That is so, that's <laughs> really great. Um, it would have been great to have you as a student, but, um, you know, <laughs> you chose the other route, which right. was to not take my class. Um, but can you talk a little bit about um, how your education played a role in what you're doing now? Yeah, my education really played a huge role with where I am now just because anybody can take a picture. You know, we have all have iPhones or phones. We can all take pictures. But it's just having, like, everyone doesn't understand lighting or everyone doesn't understand, like, the aesthetic aspects of photos. They're just like, oh, okay, this look, looks cool. But when I'm taking a picture of my sister for social media, I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to have you wear this color, um, and then we'll have this color background and, you know, complementary colors, you know, so we'll know for the balance of the photo, and I'll have you pose like this. So I'm really strategic <laughs> with it. I know it gets really, like, technical. No, that's good, though. Yeah, but I really learned um, how to do that with taking photo photography classes and art classes in general as far as complementary colors and, like, angles. and. You know, a lot of times when we think of academia or when, when people think of academia, we think of the more um, academic things that, that we would pursue while we're here. Mm -hmm. But knowing also that there are things that are very practical that you can also take advantage of uh, in this type of space is, is very cool. Yeah, you know what? And even when I told my family, like, I was switching to an art major, they were like, what? <laughs> like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> you know, but I think the thing is about art, like, there's art literally in everything. Yes. You know, like... Even the biggest companies, when they want to do ads or anything, they're hiring photographers, they're hiring digital artists, you know, to create that type of content. And so even when I told explain that to them, they're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, after graduating, they see, like, what I do. They're like, oh, like, okay, okay. Like, I get what, you, what you're saying now. When did you know that flexing my complexion was an idea that you wanted to pursue? 
Well, when my sister's picture first went viral on Twitter, literally people across the world were messaging me and her saying, oh my gosh, like, you know, I went through the same thing that you went through as far as being bullied for things you can't change, like my skin complexion or whatever it is, like my body shape. And so we were like, okay, well, we want to take this phrase, flexing my complexion, and start to build a brand on it you know just so because so many different people from different cultures ethnicities they all can relate to the message of flexing my complexion um so that's when we're like okay well let's start off with something basic like t-shirts and let's just see if it does well and so within like the first 10 minutes of us posting the shirts they literally sold out so we were like wow well, like okay yeah we're on so this so you sell out in 10 minutes what are you thinking like what clearly this is a, an idea that that came from a, a negative experience, and I know that the phrase um, kind of originated with your grandmother. Tell me about your grandmother's um, use of this phrase as a means of empowering yourself, I would imagine, as well as your sister. My grandmother, she's from Louisiana, and this is just, I don't know where that phrase came from, but it's just <laughs> something that she will always tell us, specifically um, cares because she started being bullied for her skin complexion when she was just six years old. And so at the time, like, she didn't really understand, like, you know, why are people, like, treating me different? Because first she used to go to a, um, an elementary school in El, El Segundo. It was a majority um, white school. So I think in her class it was only, like, three other children of color, mm-hmm. and she was the only one that was dark-skinned. And so at the time, like, the kids, they wouldn't play with her. They wouldn't invite her to birthday parties and stuff like that. And, you know, it just really stemmed from, you know, her looking different from everybody in the classroom. And so with my grandmother telling her to flex in her complexion, it was really just to empower her, like, that, you know, everyone has differences. And, you know, it's not right for someone to treat you different just because you look different because everyone is different. You know, no one's the same yes. or else this world would be completely boring, yes. you know? Yes, So, it, yeah, it just stemmed from my granny just really trying to instill in her to love herself for who she is. So you said your sister's name. It, it kind of floated through, but, but tell us your sister's name and what her um, approach was when you began this conversation about, you know, using her experience to build a business, which is what you're doing now. Right. The thing is, like, when you're telling your story on social media, like, you really have to be vulnerable, you know, because you're opening yourself up to um, criticism, whether it's support or whether it's negative. Yes. Because, you know, now I feel like we're living in a world where... With creating social media, you know, first kids think that it's fun, but at the same time, you're opening yourself up to strangers and, you know, people putting those opinions about you and stuff that may not necessarily be true. They may just be saying it to make you feel bad. Um, I feel like social media, especially with kids who really haven't developed, like, confidence yet, like, you know, it just makes them start off low. Um, You may see someone who looks a certain way and you wish that you looked that way, and now you have, like, some sort of low self-confidence about that, too. Well, with Karis's um, social media platform, we really just wanted to promote self-love, and that's where Flex My Complexion really stems from. And it's just saying that, like, you know, it doesn't matter, like, what your size is, what your complexion is, what your um, financial background is. Like, you know, like, you really are enough how you are. Um, 
But, you know, she really built confidence from doing that. When she first went um, viral, she did a story with, I believe it was CBS. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's when, every you know, people started following her and stuff like that, and things started going crazy. And then that's when she went to New York Fashion Week. So just from doing that, it really helped her build her confidence. So, Taylor, can you talk a little bit about um, your role specifically in the business and what are some of the things that um, that you're doing uh, in the business that is helping it develop and grow? Okay, so I'm Karis's manager, her sister manager, so I call myself her sister And as far as my role is on a day-to-day, it's, it really involves answering thousands of emails <laughs> weekly and... Um, Figuring out, like, you know, what deals and stuff will work for her and for her brand and creating content because her business really is social media, you know. And so, for example, like when we worked with Nike, um, we had to create, they'll tell you, like, okay, we need you to create X amount of pictures and X amount of videos and stuff like that. And so me and her will really just like brainstorm together and figure out, okay, like what type of picture do we want to create? What kind of videos do we want to make and stuff like that? And and then we just kind of do it. So it's really like a collaborative effort between me and my sister. And even with the clothes too, like figuring out, okay, what do we want to do next? And because she doesn't know how to draw, like, you know, so she'll tell me her idea. Yes. I'll go and create it and, you know, just kind of make it happen. Tell me where you are now. As a company, I know that you have moved into additional areas from the T-shirts. Um, can you talk a little bit more about where the company is, what you're doing, and what ultimately your vision might be? The thing is, too, Karis as a brand is different from Flexing My Complexion now. And so Karis, actually, from the work that we've done with Flexing My Complexion, we started it as a nonprofit now. Okay. And so, like, a couple of weeks ago, we had our first event in Inglewood where we did a back-to-school drive. Um, and so we gave away, like, free school supplies and backpacks and stuff like that, literally to over 600 kids. Wow. And over, yeah, over 1,000 kids showed up, so we felt so bad that everybody <laughs> couldn't get um, everything. But, you know, just using our platform to be able to give back to the com- community um, is, you know, kind of the direction that we're going in right now and we're blessed to have like so many big sponsors like the Lakers Foundation and like um, they donate a whole bunch of school supplies and, like the Dodgers they donated like a whole bunch of Dodger tickets for um, every kid that came. So you said Karis is one entity which is your sister's name right. and then Flexing My Complexion is a different entity. Can you tell us the difference between those two and what what you're doing with those with both of those companies? Right. So Flexing My Complexion is still based upon, you know, encouraging people to love yourself and who you are and you know, we want to help give people the tools that they need, you know, or kids the tools that they need in order to be successful and you know, to be confident in who they are. Yeah. So Karis <laughs> On social media, you know, she has this huge platform. And yes. so she's also encouraging people to love themselves and who they are. She does a lot of other things as well, as too, as far as, like, public speaking. She Got goes it. around the country doing public speaking, or like modeling, because she models for Nike and a bunch of other di- big brands, too. So that's just, like, a separate... No, this is really great. I'm going to use a really bad metaphor, but it's kind of like the Wu-Tang Clan. When the Wu-Tang Clan had their one deal, and then each individual member of the Wu had their own deals with different record labels. Yeah. and But they were still uh, one entity. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. 
you you mentioned that you did the giveaway and that you know the Lakers were involved and the Dodgers were involved. Yeah, you know what? I'm honestly like super surprised <laughs> too, and it's kind of hard to describe the point A to point B because yes. literally, like when I graduated from school in 2016, my mom is like, "What are you going to do now?" Like you know, and for me to be like where I am now, like I'm completely in shock and if you would have told me like I would be doing this in 2019 I wouldn't believe you but yeah so in 2017 Mm -hmm. when her picture first went viral then after that um we got the opportunity to go to New York Fashion Week okay and so that's when she became the youngest designer to ever showcase the New York Fashion Week that happened in 2017 as well too wow yeah and so they reached out to her based upon her picture going viral the first time to be able to have the designing opportunity. So then after that, um, she went on the Steve Harvey show. And so um, from the Steve Harvey show, that's when Nike found her. And that's when she did her first campaign with Nike. And then after that, um, she signed a contract with Nike. And that's when she did a campaign with LeBron James. Uh, Tell me something. Um, What have you learned from... Uh, experiences that could be perceived as being a negative experience uh, that has strengthened you or that has kept you moving forward uh, at what seems to be a pretty dynamic pace. Like, this is... Yeah, and you know, in the beginning, it was really scary just because, you know, I didn't really have any experience with business, and I don't really know anyone who owns businesses, so we were kind of just, like, playing it by ear, you know, doing what we feel is right. Um, But as far as what keeps us going, like, for example, at the back-to-school drive that we did, just seeing, you know, so many families that are in need and... Well, you know, we gave out free food and free water and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And just, like, you know, seeing people who genuinely needed it. And, you know, kids, they were literally in tears because they weren't able, um, everyone wasn't able to receive school supplies. So just seeing stuff like that, you know, was really like, okay, what I'm doing is really making a difference. And, you know, that's what really pushes me to want to keep going. This is this is this is really good. I grew up right off Crenshaw and Florence, so I oh you know, awesome yeah, okay. I always wanted to be from Super Inglewood. Yeah. I know, <laughs> but I never was from Inglewood. Um, so I I know that space. I I know the area. Uh, yeah. And so I know the types of needs that can that can be in that space. You mentioned that that you didn't have someone specific uh, in business uh, that you could refer to, but. Um, what have you learned about business from others, from anyone else in your life that you are applying to what you're doing now? I would say that I kind of just learned more from experience just with doing it. And, yeah. you know, I did make a lot of mistakes, like, in the <laughs> beginning as we were setting everything up and, you know, moving forward. But I think for example, For example, for example, what, what was the mistake? So someone else don't do this when they're... When they're getting going. Um, ooh, okay. A really big mistake that I made would be, because, um, you know, the thing is, in the beginning, you know, people are throwing contracts at you, you know, and, you know, I didn't really know what things meant. And it, so, you know, you kind of sign off on things that you probably shouldn't. So I think a really good advice is when you're getting started is to have a lawyer, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to read those kind yes. of things because they understand, like, the wording. And, you know, people word things crazy and you may sign something that you didn't mean to sign off on, but, you know, so I think a big thing is to have a lawyer <laughs> to read things. No, this is this is good to know. Uh, some of us believe we know way more than, than uh, we think we know. 
Um, can you can you talk a little bit too about your creative process because you you alluded to it a little bit when mm-hmm. you started talking about you know the photography and 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 framing and really looking at at photos in a particular way uh, and how those photos can have a particular impact on social media, but um, your creative process clearly goes beyond just the photography. So can you talk a little bit about what your creative process is, either together or individually? Yeah, you know, I'm always inspired by pictures just on Instagram or anywhere, honestly, just seeing, especially people of color, like just being empowered. And so I think that's really like what drives me when it comes to um, creating content. And even like when I was studying here at UCR, that's when I really decided, like, okay, like, I really have a passion for um, seeing people of color, like, in a positive light, because I just feel like for so long, content has been created as far as, you know, we're either depicted as something negative. Um, And really here at UCR, I figured out that that's what I wanted to do. It's just because, like, when I was taking photography classes, um, literally everything that we studied um, the artists would be white males, you uh, know, and yes. that, and it kind of made me angry because I'm just like, you know, I know that these aren't the only type of people that were creating art, you know, like I want to see like some black women, black women photographers, like, you know, or black male photographers or any other ethnicity, yes. you know, and, um, and so since I wasn't getting that, you know, I just had, I was like, okay, well, I need to create it for myself then, you know, I need to show you what the type of content I want to see. Um, and so with Karis, I feel like we've been able to do a successful job at that. And a lot of people, they reach out like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you've made me love my skin. You know, like I used to want to bleach my skin. Or I had people tell me like, oh, my gosh, I used to be in the shower. I would take long showers hoping that my skin would get lighter. But, you know, seeing Karis um, talk about how much she loves herself and her skin and who she is naturally, like it really just makes me love myself and who I am. So just getting those type of feedback um, is really what pushes me to keep you know, it inspires me to create yes. that kind of content. Yeah. yeah, you know what, and that's so great. One of the things that um, we we didn't talk about directly, but it's this idea of being a big sister. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the big sister aspect of this? Yeah, because the thing is, as her big sister, you know, my number one goal, even in this industry, whatever we're doing, my number one goal is to protect her and to make sure that she's safe. And that means, like, her feelings or physically, you like, you know, to make sure <laughs> that she's safe. Um, but when she was going through the bullying situation, like, you know, it was kind of hard because... On one aspect, you know, I just wanted to go down to the school, like, you know, grab these kids, like, don't talk to her like that, don't treat her like that. Um, But then, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, what would that change? Like, you know, I feel like it was more so about I needed to instill in her as well to know you're going to be going through some things, you know, through your life. But you need to have that inner self-confidence to know that it doesn't matter what anybody say about you. Because people are going to say things about you regardless. Yes. But you need to know that it doesn't matter what other people think of you. It's only what you think of yourself. So if you know that you're a boss, you're powerful, like, you know, you're an amazing 
person, it doesn't matter if someone tells you negative things because you'll know what you are. You know, no one can tell you what you are. Where did you get that that confidence that you were now passing on to your sister? Honestly, I think I got that confidence just from life experience. Yeah. And you know, me coming to UCR, it really was my first experience being on my own. This really was almost like a culture shock for me coming to UCR because I grew up in like a predominantly black neighborhood and stuff like that. And so when I came to UCR, this was my first time like really feeling like a minority. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really felt like I wasn't enough, you know, huh. or even being in the classroom and I'm the only black person in the classroom. Like I've never experienced that before. I don't know. It's like you almost have to become confident to be comfortable being in a room where you're the only person that look like you. So, um, I feel like from going through that, I passed on that to my sister. Now, let's get into the creator's state of mind. In each episode, we ask our guests to share what's been on their minds, something they can't stop thinking about, a new challenge they're facing, or what's inspired them into action recently. We call it the creator's state of mind. Well, actually, my sister, she just won an award from um, the Princess Diana organization. Yes. Yeah, they nominated her for, um, you know, creating positive change. And, you know, I just think to get recognized on, like, such a huge, 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 huge platform like that um, is crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, huh. it's super crazy. Um, what's something else that inspired me? Oh, you know, working with LeBron James because... Um, Karis, he came out with his 16th shoe, his LeBron 16s, uh-huh. and he picked 16 women that inspired him to create this shoe. And it's actually the first Nike shoe that was ever designed by all African-American women. And um, since Karis was one of those fix- 16 women that he chose, you know, that's just like, I don't know, it just really made us like, oh my gosh, we need to do so much more. <laughs> and now she's like, I need a, my own store. So, you know, yeah, her wow. dreams are, like, big. So we're like, okay, so we're doing the research that we need to do to hopefully that she can have her own store. With the 16 women that were selected um, as inspiration, what role will Karis play in, you know, in, will there be appearances, will there be things that are connected to? I believe it was the beginning of this year. Okay. And so she went to New York Fashion Week uh, for LeBron. He actually did a collaboration with Harlem Fashion Week. Um, and so they did like a whole show showcase and everything. Wow. Yeah, so that kind, that part kind of passed. Um, but with that, he chose 16. Because the thing is, it's the strongest Nike shoe ever as well. And so he chose 16 women in his life that inspired him to create the strongest shoe. Wow. So the women included like his wife, his daughter, his mom, and like um, Serena Williams and other people like that. And so Karis was one of those 16 women that he chose as his inspiration. That's very cool. It was awesome. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so with all the things that are going on, are you facing, what, what new challenges are you facing right now? I would say a challenge is like what's next. <laughs> okay. Yeah, kind of yeah. just what's next just because, you know, we've done so much in such a, a short amount of time. And so it's just like trying to figure out, okay, so how do we keep growing and not get stagnant? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is always a valuable learning opportunity to take time to reflect. 
At the end of each interview, we like to ask our guests this. In hindsight, what is something you wish you would have known when you were starting out? Yeah, you know, I think knowledge really is everything. <laughs> and so I really wish that I would have kept going to school instead of stopping. Um, because I really want to go back to school to get my MBA. Yes. And so I wish that I wouldn't have taken a break Um when I graduated in 2016, I would have kept going because then, you know, I probably would know so much more, like, about accounting. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that was a big thing, too, like, accounting and doing all that stuff. Um, yes. Yeah, so I just think knowledge really is everything. I really wish I would have kept going to school. Well, listen, that is, um, you know, since I do work at a university, uh, it's something great to hear because a lot of times uh, we don't necessarily know as academics uh, how what we do affects our students directly, especially when they leave. So mm -hmm. to have you, you know, have this type of success and to see these things happening and to know that, you know, this was somewhat of that foundation, mm -hmm. interestingly enough, that you changed your major to something that ended up being the catalyst yeah. for this. Yeah, I yeah I completely agree with yeah. that too. <laughs> but thank you so much, uh, really, for for taking the time to come out. And I am I am looking forward to seeing what's what happens with both your sister with Karis as well as with Flexing in My Complexion. Thank you. And you know whatever else uh, comes out of this this apparently this growing dynamic relationship. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, you're welcome. Tune in for our next episode with Rafael Lopez, a.k.a. Alpha Alpha, a UC Riverside alumnus who went from playing soccer and DJing concerts on campus to playing music for festival goers at Coachella. Thanks for listening. Find more information about our guests at creatorstate.com. Do you know someone creating something great? Send us what you're creating for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode. Write us at creatorstate at ucr.edu. There's a team creating this podcast. Help us out by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're there, leave us a review. Our producer for this show is Jennifer Merritt, with audio and editing by Kevin Williams. Digital strategy by Kelly McGrail, Madeline Adamo, and Rutna Garadia. Designed by Chrissy Danforth, Denise Wolf, Brad Rowe, and creative director Luis Sands. Special thanks to Austin Quick, Christina Rodriguez, Christy Zwicky, Jessica Weber, Kate Beach, Christy Bieber, Taylor Rutherford, and Tess Eyrick. This show is brought to you by the University of California, Riverside. I'm your host, Rekirby Hines. Thanks for joining us in the Creator State.